Hello everybody, it's Ryan with the Starseed Sound. This is my second official episode of the podcast, and I hope you enjoy listening to it. Um, Please subscribe and comment. Uh, Well, I don't know if you can comment, but just let me know and reach out to me and uh, uh, give me some feedback and tell me if you like this podcast. Uh, Today I'm going to be talking about my first real relationship. Um, You know, relationships are always something that we hold near and dear to our heart and this is a really personal story but I think it's worth sharing and I think it's worth sharing my experience because I'm still learning from this experience and it had a profound effect on my life and it still has a profound effect on my life so please just uh, listen and uh, tune in if you'd like and yeah. Okay so to start off uh, basically, the background story of my meeting this special someone that who is my first real girlfriend. I interned. I had an internship in the month of June of 2017 uh, for Farm Sanctuary. And for those of you who are not familiar with Farm Sanctuary's mission or what they do, Farm Sanctuary is a nonprofit organization that uh, rescues farm animals mainly and other animals as well but mainly farm animals from factory farming operations backyard slaughter operations and things of that nature so their mission is really just to give animals a better life and a chance at life instead of just being you know slaughtered or used for their bodies or used for the fur etc so you know this internship was an amazing experience uh the the first day I got there, um, I was just amazed because I had never been to California before, and this internship was located in Orland, California, which is oh, probably like northern central uh, California. I'm not sure. It's just north of Chico, about an hour, if you guys are familiar with that area. And I had never been to California before, and it was absolutely beautiful. You know, I stepped off and got onto the bus, that, and, and it it rode me to the uh to the farm sanctuary farm and you know there was pecan trees to my left and right almond trees there was you know mountains i could see mount shasta actually from my stay at on the farm sanctuary location and anyway this was just an amazing experience um at farm sanctuary i stayed in a house that this was an unpaid internship unfortunately but it it was worth it it was so fun so I stayed in a house with six other girls I was the only guy there and I know you're probably like damn get it dude you know what I'm saying but I was like it was a real you know growing experience and a learning experience um I had never you know stayed obviously with those with that many girls I, I always had uh roommates but they were always dudes of course in college And anyway, uh, staying with these six girls really taught me a lot about myself and a lot about others and um, respect and, uh, you know, all that kind of stuff. So anyway, I developed a really good relationship with everyone at Farm Sanctuary. Um, All the all the fellow interns, which were the six girls I was uh, bunking with or rooming with at the time, not bunking with, (laughs) they they were coming from different backgrounds. We're all the same age. So in our twenties, maybe one or two, we were like 19 or something, but we were all in our twenties in college, just starting or just ending. And 
you know, just trying to figure out what to do with our lives, just kind of uh, going and doing something for the summer that we were really passionate about. You know, one of Farm Sanctuary's um, mandatory things was that you had to live uh, vegan while, so you had to live and eat vegan while you uh, were, while you stayed the duration of the internship. So anyway, um, you know, our day-to-day duties would be Oh, like we had to feed the pigs, cows, chickens, sheep. So we would feed them. We would clean barns, which was hard work. And I remember one day it got to like 125 degrees out there. And, you know, in California, it's that dry heat. So you don't get the humidity. But my God, it was just um, unbearable in those barns when you're just raking up hay. You're smelling that shit and piss. And you're just, you know what I'm saying? You're getting all those fumes and... But it was well worth it um, because you knew that you were doing something good for the animals that were was going to make some beings' life easier and better and more fulfilling. So, you know, we all kind of just buckled up and did our jobs. And I honestly loved it, you know. Um, we, we got to learn different, you know, med checks on the animals. And uh, we got to see all the different, all of the staff there was just amazing. Anyways... Uh, Going through this internship, uh, I guess, really taught me a lot about uh, self-growth and self-improvement because I had never been away from home for uh, more than a month. You know, I had never been away from home for that long. And it uh, kind of just put into perspective, you know, what it was like and uh, how, you know, how other people see the world and how other people see... uh, through their eyes and all that stuff, and anyways, um, to to do long story short, I'm going to get into the relationship portion of this, I, I developed a really, um, I developed a connection to one of the pigs, which um, his name was Fergus, and he was like, oh, 10 or 11 years old, so he was really old, and he's a little uh, potbelly pig. And his his little roommate was was named Joan, so it was Fergus and Joan. And I just and Joan was this huge, massive, like four or five hundred pound pig, and Fergus is this little, you know, hundred pound pig. And I developed a really good relationship with Fergus because I would always give him, you know, I would slide him more treats, I would give him more apple cores and banana peels on the side because you know he he was my homie you know me and Fergus we we was the boys so anyway I developed this real strong relationship with Fergus and where this all plays in to the relationship aspect of it was that uh, at the end of my internship so at the end of June I left random notes around the farm sanctuary farm and also around the intern house the intern house was the house that all the interns stayed in like I said all of us all of me and the six other interns and I left a note in the intern house and a note in the Xterra which was you know the Nissan whipping in the Xterra that was their you know company vehicle there and I left like a note in one of the trailers and I think I put one even in one of the barns. <laughs> and on the note, it said, uh, please send pictures of Fergus. And I put my phone number and then I, you know, named Ryan so that they would know who they were texting. And anyways, where this all plays in is uh, 
that one of the girls so at this farm sanctuary they had new interns rotating and cycling in every month so at the end of the month of june uh, me and all the other interns we went back home and we did our thing and then there were another you know group of six or seven interns that cycled in the house so at the end of june uh, we went home and so i was you know i was chilling for a bit in july and I I had remembered, you know, I put I put these notes there, you know, in, intentionally so that I could get pictures of my homeboy Fergus. And anyway, uh, one of the one of the girls that interned in the month of July after I interned there picked up my note and she texted me and she sent me a picture of Fergus. And I was like, oh, whoa, thank you so much. Like, how's how's he doing? Like, what's up? How are you liking it? And everything. And she said, oh, she was loving it. And we, we, we just kind of hit it off. And we just talked, you know, every day for like two weeks. And it was amazing. Um, uh, her name was Emily. I, I can say it because I don't think she'll be ever listening to this podcast. Maybe, hopefully. <laughs> but anyway, me and Emily developed this really um, good relationship. We really developed this deep, intimate connection. And um, we had texted on and off throughout her stay at the internship throughout the uh, month of July when she interned for Farm Sanctuary. And, you know, she would send me pictures of Fergus. She would tell me how all the animals are doing. I would be like, oh, cool. Like, how are you? And, and we kind of really just got to know each other. And so anyway, um, in the month of August, after we were both done with our internships, uh, we, we were still talking to each other. And we're about the same age at the time. I was 21 and she was, let's see, no, I was 20 almost because I turned 21 in July. Yeah, so I was 21 and she was 22. And um, after she... Uh, after we started just hitting it off, we, we FaceTimed and given, you know, I've, I've never met her in real life, but we're talking and we're getting real intimate with each, we, with each other. And then we FaceTime and we hit it off even more. We, you know, we're just laughing. We're just fucking doing that cute first fucking month or two relationship thing. Um, and yeah, I just had a really good time with her, and things escalated, and uh, we started getting, like, physically intimate, so, like, we started getting sexual, you know, over the, um, over the FaceTiming program, and this was the first time, guys, in my 20-year life, yeah, I know, it's sad, no, well, not really, it was just, I was waiting, so, um, I was still a virgin at 21, and, um, I had never gotten physically intimate with a girl and here I was getting physically intimate with this girl who I had met, uh, through a note that was telling them to send me a picture of a pig. And here I am chatting to her through this virtual device, this virtual lit up box and just having the best time of my life and I really enjoyed talking to her and just reaching out to her and you know things escalated like I said and uh, we started getting sexual and you know 
uh, fucking masturbating over the uh, FaceTime and all of that stuff. And it was really a transformational experience for me because I had kind of, I had had a few uh, negative experiences with girls in college. You know, I wasn't the most attractive person, but I also, you know, wasn't not attractive. And I definitely had girls interested in me and I was definitely interested in girls, but it never escalated uh, farther than that. I don't know. It was just maybe I had this fear lingering in me that, oh, I wasn't good enough or, oh, what is she going to think about me? Um, uh, And, you know, I kind of just put that aside and I could really be myself around Emily and we developed this really strong connection over, you know, this virtual platform, this virtual uh, communication and media um, system. And anyways, uh, this was right before my senior year of college and right before her senior year of college. So as I go into my senior year, like I said in the previous podcast, uh, you know, I had those crazy roommates, lived in that crazy apartment, crazy fun, just fucking partying all the time, every night, fucking, well, most nights, <laughs> not every night, but, and, you know, I was still talking to Emily, and I was still talking to this girl, and she, um, and she was like, you know, a couple months into school, she was like, hey, like, I want to come, I want to come up to Ames, you know, where I was staying, going to school, and I was like, yeah, yeah, you should, and, you know, a couple weeks passed, and that didn't, um, that didn't transpire, that didn't manifest, but she, okay, I forgot to mention this, Emily lived, or lived in Houston, Texas, well, no, she lived in College Station, because she was going to Texas A&M at the time, which is given which is like a 15 hour drive from Ames and I was like yeah yeah come and then I and I was like oh yeah that's kind of unrealistic we're both going to school it's not like you're just going to come up for a night and um, anyway so that never happened and uh, after a few months you know things you know they were going really well but me and her are busy we're going to class I, I was working and going to class at the time I think she was too and we both just kind of got a little distant and um you know we would talk still every day or every other day but you know that flare wasn't there anymore and I could tell because I facetimed her and she had something else on her mind or she would talk about you know other things or try to divert the conversation and I would get more serious about uh, us and what we were and given she had had so much more relationship experience than me. She had had like, oh, I don't know, shit, I'm not going to say, but she had had significant amount of uh, experience over me in the relationship aspect of things. Um, anyways, what I'm getting at here is a few months in uh, of us talking to each other, we kind of split ways and it really hit me, like it really hurt me because it was the first serious relationship, like serious, it was a long distance virtual relationship, but it was a serious relationship, and um, she ended things, and I, I was devastated, I like bawled my eyes out, I cried, I was fucking, 
uh, very depressed for weeks. I'm talking like two, three weeks. I had just, oh, I got gone up in a, there was a bunch of trouble with my brother and my family and then this, you know, and I was going through class and work, all this stress, and then she dumps me. Uh, given we did part in a really good way, in a really healthy way, but anyway, she dumps me, and, you know, I'm just going through it. I'm going through a real tough time, and my roommates notice I'm isolating. I'm not coming out of my room much, not talking to them as much, and it was tough, man. It was really fucking tough, but that period, I think, taught me more about loving myself than any other period in my entire life because I was kind of while we were in that while we were in our relationship I was I don't know I had this feeling that like oh yeah like she like she's my everything she brings me happiness she when I get a text from her a rush of adrenaline comes in my body right and I just I was externalizing my uh, happiness and that was not that wasn't healthy at all that, that was unhealthy as hell actually and I really realized that and um, I was you know I've always been very spiritual and I was you know meditating and doing yoga a lot and then I just stopped it you know started drinking alcohol just smoking a shit ton of weed not that weed weed's bad necessarily, but a lot of it, yeah, un yeah, uncapped, it can be. And anyway, I was doing all the drugs, just doing this and that, and just kind of medicating because I was very depressed and very down. And anyways, uh the first semester rolled by, so at the end of the first semester, you know, we we were split up, went our own ways. We still talked to each other, I still reached out to her. Uh, she had a profound effect on me, so obviously I reached out to her and we talk. And then uh, spring semester rolls around. And in spring semester, uh, I could I could tell that we we started to hit it off again. You know, we were texting back and forth almost every day, FaceTimed several times. And, uh, you know, it, it was there again. It was there. The energy was heightened you know we were uh we were with each other again and so we we were a couple again and obviously this is a virtual long distance relationship couple but i just thought that we were really good together and that yeah like maybe it was a mistake we were just going through a hard time we just needed a break and so now we're back together and um and spring semester rolls around all right, so we're we're doing our own thing. We're not communicating as much as we did at first because I kind of realized that, and I think she realized too, that we need to give each other space. You know, we can't, we're so in a long distance virtual relationship that basically a long distance relationship, all it is is virtual because you guys communicate literally, like we communicated literally through our phone the entire, that's our only form of communication virtually. Well, it is. I mean, it was our only form of communication was through the cell phone, which can be amazing, but it can be really uh, intoxicating. And 
really toxic kind of after a while because then it's like you're just attached to the hip to your phone and a lot of us already are but even more so if you have you know if you associate it oh like with that somebody and somebody that you love and that you really care about and this I need my phone on me all the time because they might text me and they might call me and it just got to be stressful for both of us and I I think that's really why um, we split up in the first portion of the relationship but like I said, now we were back together, and um, we had been talking, and spring break was coming up, and spring break is a huge, you know, college holiday thing, and I was telling her that, you know, I was broke at the time, and I was telling her, oh, like, and sh she was like, yeah, like, you should really come down and visit me for spring break, and I was like, oh, hell yeah, dude, I would love to, and given she's in College Station, Texas, which is 15 16 hours away from Ames Iowa but I was like hell yeah I, I want to come and I was like fuck but I, I don't have enough money you know I was poor as fuck college student eating rice and beans every fucking day <laughs> and anyway I happened to scrape up enough money I sold some shit on like Facebook marketplace or Craigslist or some shit like that it was Facebook marketplace but anyway I sold some shit there and I scraped up enough money to uh Basically, all I did was have gas money to get to drive my little Buick LaCrosse down to Texas. And um, as as soon as you know it, I'm like, dude, I'm I'm coming down to see you like this is actually happening. And we were fucking ecstatic. We were we were just so happy that we were actually going to be able to physically touch and be with each other. And anyway, so so I'm driving down there and um, I'm entering College Station and I get to her house, right, and, uh, and, I, and I'm just so fucking excited to see her, you know, I'm so excited, and there's a, just a, a rush of emotions, there's just a mixed bag of every emotion under the sun, like, oh, like, is, is she gonna like me, I'm so excited to see her, I, like, what if she doesn't like me, what, what, what's her hair like, what's, you know, all this, how tall is she, because she tells me all this stuff, I see all of it on the computer screen, but it's so much different in real life, and anyway, I knock on her door, and she opens it, and uh, she has this really just calm presence about her, and, uh, you know, I'm the opposite, I'm like really just like excited and giddy, I just got done with this 15-hour drive, and I'm, I'm just ready to see her, you know, I was just thinking, my mind was racing and pacing the entire drive down, and and she opens the door and she's really calm and, and we hug and we talk to each other and we say, hey, how are you doing? And I put my stuff down and, you know, as the night goes on, we, uh, she drives me around her campus of Texas A&M and we have a good time and we eat dinner and, um, you know, after dinner, we sat down at, on, on the couch and, uh, we we had discussed before she had texted me that uh she thought that it would that it would be that it was really important that uh we don't you know have sex with with each other the first time that we meet each other um and i i agreed with that i'm like yeah like that's cool because um uh you know i i hadn't had that much relations i, I at this time actually uh I forgot to mention after my uh, after I broke up with her 
um, I lost my virginity to this one girl. And um, the girl I lost my virginity to is... It was just a terrible situation. She uh, she had psychosis and n nothing against that. I pray for everyone with that disease, with that condition. But uh, she got really attached to me, and I I was really I just really had sex with her because I was really uh, kind of sad, and I was trying to fill that void of being broken up with. And anyway, um, so I lost my virginity to. Uh, the girl um, that, you know, I, that a girl that I didn't really care about too much and I knew that I really still cared about Emily. And anyway, I got down there and, you know, I was like, yeah, like, we're, we're, I, I just, I just want to have a really good time with her. And we're, we're sitting on the couch at night at her r room and um, we're kind of getting closer to each other and... Um, I kind of like go in to kiss her and she like backs off like oh like what are you doing like because it kind of caught her off guard and she's like oh and and you know she kind of played it off like smoothly but uh, I was so nervous you know I was so nervous this is difficult for me to talk about right now but I never really kissed that many girls honestly in my life and I could tell she really cared about me I really cared about her and I went in to kiss her and she was very reluctant and she kind of, sh you know, shied away, and she, I, I knew that she didn't want to um, advance any further, and then um, things just got really weird after that. I could tell that she was kind of getting annoyed with me, and um, I had stayed at her house in College Station, her apartment, for about four or five days, and then we went on a camping trip for a couple of days, but I could tell that, um, I don't know, she just didn't, the connection wasn't there. Like the chemistry, the physical chemistry wasn't there. And uh, the reason that this is so important is that uh, physical chemistry is everything in a relationship. You know, if you guys don't have chemistry, if you can't um, just, you know, bounce off one another's energy with um, the great, with the great de detail and, you know, great passion and there's just not going to be anything there there just lacks that emotion in the relationship uh, and I could tell that I I was very go going into this I was very excited very nervous um, and I I had an expectation going into this I had an expectation that um, I'm coming down to see you like we're most likely going to get, I, we, we agreed that we weren't going to get physically intimate with each other, but I, I had the expectation in my mind that like, you know, uh, we're going to hit it off and we're just going to, it's just going to happen naturally. And it, it was the total opposite. It, it, we didn't, we didn't hit it off at all. It was, I felt very um, not myself. I, di I didn't feel like I was there. I wasn't present with her. I was just thinking in my mind, like, oh, what if this, what if that? Like, when are we going to do that? You know, and I was thinking in my mind, you know, all, the, all of these male, you know, masculine things. Like, you know, I, I really wanted to have sex with her. And that's, that's what, and I, I could kind of tell that she knew um, that something wasn't right and that I wasn't all there. 
and given you know she's she's pretty nervous too because we'd only been talking for you know uh like like six months before that and now i'm here i'm physically here meeting you um but anyway as as the time goes on that i'm sitting there with her uh it's just really it's really apparent to me that that we just uh, weren't meant to be together and we just aren't a good fit and I think she she knew that and um we so four or five days goes past and you know I'm I'm down there for a week and uh, she tells me hey like you should come on a camping trip with me, me and my dad they were going to Lake Somerville there's is this is this lake and camping spot you know a little east of where she was I think or west or somewhere and anyway I'm like yeah 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 I will well no actually at first I was like oh I think that's such a good idea because I I just wasn't I was so bummed I was so bummed that this isn't working out and that we're not clicking you know that we're not really bonding together and um, really hitting it off like I thought we would you know I had all the expectation I was up one night before our big camping trip, I was sleeping uh, in our apartment, and uh, um, oh, by the way, I put initially, she's like, yeah, yeah, go ahead and put all your bags and your pillows and blankets. You know, I brought a pillow and blanket. Put put them put them in my room, and I'm like, oh, okay, and um, and so so I put them in there, and then. After, you know, the first night I was there, we we could both tell that uh, it just wasn't working. And I knew that she just could, I don't know, she could almost tell that I was just expecting, it's, you know, sex or whatever. And um, I ended up sleeping, you know, on the futon out in the living room. And that fucking killed, it crushed my ego, you know, um being roommates with, you know, a couple man whores, just, you know, pulling girls left and right. I think I had that ingrained in my mind, like, oh, like, this is what you're supposed to do. This You're just supposed to have sex. You're supposed to hook up. You know, it's supposed to be, you're supposed to do this. And I had never been accustomed to that culture. And I almost felt like really externally, you know, pressured to have sex. Like my Room, roommates had given me condoms like yeah yeah man here go get laid because I told him I was going to see her and I was like oh yeah whatever you know I didn't expect much out of it but um driving all the way down there I was like yeah well I'm, you know we're probably gonna hook up we're probably gonna get physically intimate and you know here I am the first night <laughs> sleeping on the futon out in her living room or the couch or whatever and it just crushed me and um a few days went by, um, and, you know, I was still out there. We, we had, we had cuddled, like, the first night, and I got really nervous, and I got really paranoid, and I was kind of turning away from her and doing all this stuff because, um, you know, I've, I, I've had some past trauma, uh, around sexual things, so... I'll I'll go into that maybe later, but that's very personal for me, and I'm I'm st- I was still working through that, and I still am working through that, and I just never had gotten intimate like that with anyone, so 
us cuddling like that made me really uncomfortable actually and I was like wow I didn't expect that like um it it just I just gave off I don't know I gave off the vibe that you know this isn't what I expected you know it isn't what I expected you to be like it isn't what I expected you to perceive me like and I thought we would get along better and just merge you know I I had the urge to merge with somebody and uh anyways so I go and she's you know I could I can tell throughout this whole thing uh that she that she knows you know that I'm that I'm not uh that I'm not being myself I'm not completely there and that that something's wrong that something was going on inside my head the entire time that we were that we were hanging out and that we were spending time together and so anyways we get to the campground with with her dad and we set up three different tents so we're each gonna sleep in one tent and uh the first night goes by and it it went really well I had I had so much fun and you know she, she had a dog we we walked around the entire lake we uh, we canoed across the lake. We we had a shitload of fun, and um, the second night comes around, and she's like, "Hey, um, uh, you know, you know, we're we're about to go to bed, and um, you know, I I leave in the morning. Like I'm I, I leave at like 5 a.m. because you know that's I would get to Iowa at like 8 p.m. if I left at 5 a.m. So I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna leave really early, and she's like. Oh okay, and she's like, um, you know that you, uh, you can come sleep in my tent if you want, and you know I could kind of tell that she was hinting at maybe uh you know the possibility for some you know sexual things or some physical intimacy, and I I just kind of thought uh I kind of thought for a few seconds and I'm like you know what, like no like that that's okay. I, I don't expect that out of you. I don't, no, I don't, I don't like, I, I could, I could tell she kind of felt like she owed it to me, you know, but I, I felt, I felt really just being outside and being in nature for those couple of days until then I felt really in tune with myself again. And I felt like, Hey, listen, like, I don't expect anything from you. You're an amazing person. And I just want to let you know that, you know, I've had a, such a good time with you and nothing can change that. And, you know, nothing could make it better. I don't need anything from you. I just, I just really appreciate your presence, you know, you allowing me to come visit you and you allowing me into your world. And I explained that to her and I think she really appreciated that. And, um, you know, I... I went home and I finished off my semester and that was that. And uh, me and her, we still keep in contact to this day. I I visited her just this last summer uh, in Texas. She uh, she worked at this animal sanctuary and actually the animal sanctuary where I adopted my dog Pestis at. I have a dog named Pestis. He's a great Pyrenees mixed with Border Collie. He's on the... Uh, He's on the little podcast picture thing, so if you see it, yeah, that's him. His name's Pestis, and we developed this really good friendship uh, 
throughout, you know, our time apart and then me seeing her again. And I'm, I guess the whole point of this podcast is to say that, uh, you know, turning expectation into appreciation is one of the most valuable things that you can ever do in your life. You know, like just turning a blatant expectation that you have, you're, you're expecting this going into something and it happens the total opposite way that you hoped it to happen, like, right, that, that you hoped it to turn out. So you expected something to be one way and it's a completely another way. And, um, you know, you just, I guess I really learned through that whole process with her and um, with that relationship was that um, appreciating her as an individual and her as a friend is a lot more valuable, you know, than uh, expecting her to be a certain way and just appreciating her as she was and um, and also appreciating me and appreciating all the things that I went through and all the strengths that I, you know, the, the strength at the end there to just kind of say, you know what, like, we've had a really good time but um, I just don't think that um, you know that we that we should be together and that well not that we should be together but so so much that I I just don't expect anything out of you I I just really enjoy your presence and I just wanted you to know that you know you were an amazing uh, you taught me so many amazing things and and she did I'm I was talking to her there, and she did, she taught me invaluable lessons, you know, um, about gratitude, and, and, you know, we, we both taught each other a lot of things, but I guess that being my first real relationship, it had a profound effect on me, and the way I live my life today, and it has a profound effect on me right now, still to this day, I'm still talking to her, in fact, I texted her today, back and forth, and, I think if we would have had sex or if we would have um, hooked up or, you know, got more intimate, I don't, I don't think I would still be in contact with her. I, I think things would have just got weird and I think things would have um, just been forced and I think that everything turned out for the better, that we just uh, remained, you know, friends and that we were really... Um, conscious of each other's decisions and actions and we were really conscious of each other's energies because we could tell uh, how we were feeling you know I know that we were both we are both highly empathic beings and um, we just I think being I think that when you encounter someone like that in your life and you go through a really um, you know you go through a really trying time and a really trying time like a breakup and then a, you know you get back together and you get a really trying relationship like that you know you, you give it your all I think you do expect something out of it right but um, also you just have to appreciate what that person is and who they are and, uh, and what they've taught you what, or what, what they've taught you along the journey and along everything that's happened when you guys have been talking to each other and when you guys have been together. And that just, 
transform my entire life because I always thought that I was inadequate, you know, that something was wrong with me because I had never um, kind of subscribe, subscribed to the whole hookup culture in college. I literally had hooked up with one girl and that was it, you know, I didn't, you know, I talked to girls here and there, but nothing came of it and I was, you know, and when I got back from that spring break vacation and I saw her, we kept in contact, but then we kind of uh, strayed away and we didn't talk to each other for a couple months. And um, I just went about my life and I had a totally different perspective, you know. I had a total appreciation and a total thankfulness for that experience and um, what that experience taught me. So, yeah, that was just really a good experience. And, yeah, I just wanted to share it with you guys. So, yeah, thank you for listening. And I hope that you like the podcast. Thank you.